welcome you handsome, handsome devil or devilette to the Value for Value podcast. My name is Karen and I do these podcasts for those who want to understand the Value for Value model better, which includes myself, and also for those who want to be gone, be gone with the standard advertising model. And so looking at a way for you to sustain your creation of your podcast, of your music, of whatever it is through this new world of cryptocurrency, through the uh, method of asking for um, you know support from your from your audience from those who are listening and uh, going down that route. So I'm just going to introduce right here. I am doing a little bit of a different style now for this podcast. So I, I tried ten episodes where I was a bit more finicky. I was getting uh, a lot more takes. I was trying to eliminate really the ums, the ers, and make sure I wasn't deviating and whatnot, and you know sort of introducing ums and likes and getting lost in my train of thought, but. I just didn't enjoy it as much, to be honest. I, I really do prefer the the longer ones like you will see in the Mere Mortals podcast or the complete opposite, which is where I go super, super finicky and and really try and make it as clean and polished as possible, which is like you will see on the Mere Mortals book reviews for the most part. So, And I was doing a, a halfway in between those and I, I didn't particularly enjoy it. So now I'll be doing it all in one take. If I screw things up, if I say things stupidly, unless it's really, really bad, uh, that's just going to stay in there. So today's episode, episode 11, is called Don't Limit Your Listenership. And I really wanted to dive into the topic of your audience and how you interact with them, as well as their ability to join you. Now, it's not going to link totally to value for value until closer to the end of it. So, uh, just bear with me for the moment, but let's just jump in. So, I'm going to talk a little bit about my personal philosophy right at the start here. And I recently had a post that I did on the Mastodon, which is a server. It's sort of like Twitter, but a little bit more decentralized. There's no one to really kick you off of there, or you, if you do get kicked off, you can join another server and things like that. And uh, essentially, I was um, talking a little bit about, about my process of how I go through my podcasting, especially for the main Mere Mortals channel. And I was saying, yeah, basically, I start with YouTube, write all the notes and stuff there, and then I'm transferring it across. And we were discussing just in general how one could make this e- uh, process easier, especially especially with the chapters, like you'll see popping up on your screen right now, if you've got a good podcasting app, which I hope you do if you're listening here. And... Uh, I was just going through this and so uh, one thing came up and I I just wanted to read out. So I said, correct, I have two principal goals. First is to make my show as accessible and in the friendliest format across as many places as possible. Hence, I put timestamps with brackets in the description as well because many podcatchers like Spotify make this clickable. The second goal is to make things as smooth and easy for myself as possible, but this would be in a ratio of 80 to 20 to the top goal or something like that, which is why I'm not super efficient and fill out basically every field asking for data. So my personal philosophy, as you have heard just there, is I want everyone anywhere at any time to be able to get my show. Now, this is within reason because there's so many things that you could do which would fit only that one particular podcaster or that one particular listener. So I, for example, don't do transcripts on on most of my shows. I might start putting them in here. Who knows? But for the main Mere Mortals channel, for example, I don't 
because you can just go on to uh, YouTube where we put up all of our episodes and if you use the closed captioning there, it works pretty damn good. So do I really need to go to the effort of transcribing that? Well, no, because if you want the transcriptions, you can go onto YouTube. So you could be saying, oh, but Karen, you're not really making it as accessible as possible then because, you know, that one particular person who really likes using, I don't know, uh, Spotify, they they want it. Well, obviously you can't do it with Spotify, but maybe with Podfriend or maybe with one of these other ones where you can, et cetera, et cetera. But in the, for the most part, I really try and expand it out as, as much as possible. So uh, I don't want to limit my listenership by artificially restricting it in certain ways. And so one of the things was when I first came into to podcasting, I, I sort of had some expectations of who I would attract. So I was definitely thinking, well, it's probably going to be me, Aussie men, maybe slightly younger than myself. So between 15 to 25, something like that. And as dead, I got something completely different. <laughs> I, I found that my listenership would be all over the place. There was definitely one of the, the biggest first fans we had was uh, Apple for the Teacher, Anna, who is a, a middle-aged lady here in, in Brisbane. Um, and she just jumped on board and was very, very supportive of, of, uh, of the mere models. Uh, another time, you know, these are just interactions that really jump in my mind. We had a, a random young lady come up to us uh, while we were podcasting outdoors in Brisbane and was saying, hey, I, like, I watch your show all the time, et cetera, et cetera. Just completely blew myself and Juan away. We had no idea like, oh, wow, that we've actually got, you know, listeners who are completely different. We've got Canadians over the other side of the world, Pitar. We've got a huge listenership in, in India. That's where the, one of the countries that has the most downloads for our, for our show. And so it's just very strange where you will go, mm, okay, I'm sort of expecting this and you will, might be find, oh, I'm getting a whole lot of other people becoming interested and, and listening. And so I guess what do you do about that is, is a question because I hear all the time, hey, uh, if you want to grow your podcast, you should really niche down. You should niche into one particular area. You should, you should make sure, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you know, focus, work on those keywords, make it for that one particular sub-community that's super small but who will absolutely love it. And whilst I, I don't think that's bad advice, I also like to be a bit contrary and, and give some of the opposite advice to, to what I hear sometimes. And mine is to, to go broad. So one of the things I thought was quite bad about uh, our show when we first started was, man, we were just talking about anything. We'd talk about you know, how we thought turning 25 is actually a pretty big moment in our lives. We talked about the trips that we took to Japan and Mexico. Nowadays, we talk about cryptocurrencies. Before that, we're talking about fitness and goal setting, and we were just all over the shop. And our marketing as well would pretty much reflect that. We were all over the shop. We were, we were doing all sorts of different things. And so I thought, oh, man, this lack of direction uh, is, is a bad thing. But I'm starting to think, you know what? Maybe it could be my strength as well. So I don't like the phrase jack of all trades, master of none. Uh, I prefer to look at it as more as skill stacking, like the like Scott Adams would say. And so with that, I'm sort of thinking, you know what? I'm, I'm not limiting my listenership by really focusing on just one thing. Uh, I want to speak about all the different things that I enjoy 
going into investigating that I find interesting. And so I'm not going to artificially restrict that by saying, you know what, I'm only going to speak about fitness and handstands from now on. No, I want to talk about that. And I want to talk about other things. Now, it's not just me as well who has experienced this. And so uh, I was chatting not too long ago with a lovely young lady called Erica um, de Pellegrin, and she appeared on conversation. Let me bring this up right now. It was on conversation number 55 on the Mere Mortals channel. And as we were chatting with her, I was just asking her about audience interactions and whatnot. And I was asking her about a favorite one, and this is how she responded. To be honest with you, when I started my podcast, I was thinking, okay, who's my ideal listener? Because in my mind, I was like, whenever I get lost or I'm trying to think of examples, this is who I want to be speaking to just so I can keep it consistent. So I was thinking like someone around my age, late 20s, full-time worker, loves to, you know, like let their hair down on the weekend, but super health conscious. I was just sort of putting a little image on it. So when this particular individual reached out to me, I was like, wow, like my podcast is reaching people I didn't even think would fall in that category of listeners. So that was like a a wow moment. But the reason I really love our kind of relationship is every now and again, he, well, he's quite active on his page and and shares a lot of content, but he will actually um, put up a really nice post and do like a nice write up of the episode and what he really liked about it. And then he goes and engages with that guest as well. So he's really like does quite intentional posts and always kind of gives me you know, his take on what he's listened to. But I think the biggest wow moment was like, oh, my God, this is like a guy in his 30s who's a dad, like so far removed from who I thought I was speaking to. So that was really cool. Okay, so there we go. Uh, Now I'm going to connect this with value for value and and some takeaways here. So uh, as you just heard from Erica, uh, you can get some really different people coming in. So it's not just me. <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't the only one experiencing thinking, oh, I'm going to attract this sort of person. You can attract a lot of people. And I think you can get surprised and engaged. Uh, you can get surprised by who will join you. And uh, it doesn't really matter who they are as long as they're engaged because engaged people will give back value. You heard with her how her, um, her fan, her unexpected male um, f- fanatic, I guess you could call them, was sharing her posts everywhere, was giving feedback, was doing all of these things, you know, very, very valuable things. That's hugely valuable when you're starting off as podcasting. God damn, it is an absolute grind to get even your mom or dad to respond to something, let alone a complete random stranger. So that is absolutely fantastic to to hear. And it's, uh, I think, important to recognize that, hey, you know what, uh, I can get surprised by these people and if I get random people joining, even though I might not be expecting them, I should definitely pay some attention because they can totally, totally give back value. Now, I also think this should just be a general default outlook. So just try and make your show as accessible as possible, okay? AKA, don't limit your listenership. So I'm sort of thinking, you know, really, really try and make it accessible to po- as possible with your content. So the sort of things that you're making and uh, where you put it on there. And uh, so this could be like the platforms that you put it on or how you present your show, you know, how much detail you give in the notes and things like this. Now, granted, there's plenty of caveat- caveats here and uh, you do have to <laughs> recognize how much time you have. You know, you have to recognize um, all sorts of things such as, you know, not 
uh, a big, big caveat, I guess, would be don't pretend to be inclusive or don't pretend to be more than you actually are uh, if that's not what you are. So don't, don't uh, you know, try and put yourself out there as really caring about knitting and crochet or women's rights if you don't give a shit about it. Like that's, that's uh, just to be more open, just to try and get more people. I think that's, uh, that's going down the wrong path, but also... I would say going down the wrong path is being super, super niche. You, you know, it's, it's the small things that can sometimes make someone real interested in you. Uh, I talked about this recently in, a, in the book I read, Humankind, A Hopeful History. One of the things I really liked in it was the, the author would include like these little remarks just on his personal take on something. And that was what really drew me into the book because uh, if it's just pure statistics and data and things like that, I'm, I'm not as interested. Uh, now... With all of that being said, I guess it's uh, it's. It, I just feel it's important to to try and maintain that balance between the two. So you know, niche down if you want. Hey, that's fantastic. Do that. But also, if you uh, get bored with that, if you want to experiment more, more if you want to uh, grow your audience, if you want to do all of these things, and if you want to get value from people, don't limit your listenership just because of some arbitrary thing that you think. So whether that be limiting it via picking on a particular topic or limiting it via your, um, you know, your desire to only have these types of people or things like that, I would just say, hey, just, just, be, just be aware because you can get value from surprising unexpected places, uh, just like Erica mentioned. And I certainly have plenty of examples from my own uh, experience where people will give me amazing feedback where I just or, or value, you know, feedback, or they would send a no, uh, like a donation, a support, a boostergram message, a um, you know, a sticker from across the world. There's plenty of those sort of on my on my whiteboard over here in in the room, which just reminds me of the the awesome connections I've made with some people. So those are just some random thoughts there. Now we just mentioned boostergrams. Unfortunately, we didn't have any boostergrams for this week. Now, I do want to add a, a note here, which is that uh, I'm using Satoshi Stream to, to get my boostergrams in. So I don't have full control of the node. I don't have full control of the technical knowledge of all the things coming in and whatnot, which means I'm sort of relying on another another system, i.e. Satoshi Stream, to, to send me the boostergrams. Um, and uh, there can also be, as this technology is really, really new, there can definitely be some mistakes, mishaps, things getting lost, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, um, if you ever hear me not reading out a boostergram because one didn't come in, uh, you are hundred percent, and I want you to to contact me and be like, "Hey, what's going on here?" And I will get to the heart of it as quick as I can because uh, I know the frustrations of sending a, a boostergram to a message or doing something and just having no reaction. It just goes into the void. It's uh, it's rather disheartening. Um, and so um, an essential part of the value for value model is having the feedback, closing the feedback loop. You know, you give me value, I acknowledge the value, return it to you, et cetera, et cetera. So um, that being said, even though there was no boostergrams, it could be because of faulty stuff or it could be just because people didn't send one in. Now, last time this happened, I put up a sad puppy. This time, I and that actually worked quite well because I got a sad puppy boost from, um, who was it? It was maybe Dreb Scott or maybe it was 
Uh, I'm so, uh, completely blanking. I forgot who it was. Apologies to to the person who sent that um, the other day. And uh, this this time, um, I'm going to use a sad kitten instead because I think the sad kitten might uh, might prompt that again. Might uh, get those booster grams flowing back in. So uh, we'll we'll go with that, and and hopefully that will uh, will will get the the booster grams flowing again. Um, but if not, um, that's that's okay as well. You can just listen and send me, you know, stream some satoshis if you want, or you can just listen. That's totally cool as well. But I love it when you get back to me as well. And so, just to finish off, I just wanted to ask a question of you: What did you think of the new format? Do you prefer uh, the uh, super super strict, no arms, no errors, do as many cuts as you need, Kyron? Just make sure you're you're not wasting my precious seconds with your deviating your muttering your etc etc do you prefer the middle method where if you hear me stuff up a little bit i'll go ah okay i'll 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 just redo that particular bit or do you prefer this one the long meandering not super straight to the point but it gives you a bit more of a stream of consciousness i think is a is a good expression for that so with all of that being said i really do hope you have a fantastic day wherever you are in the world and that is it Chiron out